Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel, and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. And thank you to all of the listeners that listen in and send emails from Australia and America and the UK and other parts of Europe and the world. And I really hope you're enjoying the show. What I'm really finding through the blog and the comments and really what's happening as a result of Empowered Love and Life and also uh, the New Life mail list is so many people are really starting to understand energetic healing. They're really starting to understand how to transform their inner identities. And this is what this show is all about. And this show is also about the upcoming video three of the series, The Phenomenon. Oh, a phenomenon. It's a hard word to say sometimes. The phenomenon of narcissistic abuse and how to overcome it. And I do apologize that uh, the schedule's been held up a little bit. As you probably know, or a few people do know, I put it out there, I popped a disc in my back last Sunday. Uh, it's much better now, but I have to tell you, when I was on the chiropractic table getting it put back in, it was right up there with childbirth. And I've had a lot of emails from people saying, I hope you're okay, and I am, I'm really healing. But it's amazing how many people in the community, in my subscriber community, have also had pop discs. So if you're listening to this and you, you've had one yourself, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So while we've been doing this massive project, and it's just been really huge, um, there were some days where I was actually propped up in bed with my computers on bed, on my laptop, on my main computer, doing work that way. Um, I was able to stand up to actually do the the face-to-face filming. But it's just been, been an incredible challenge, but a really exciting one too. And we're really excited about that video coming out. And it's going to be out any day now. We're getting down just to the last last bits on it. So it's really, really exciting. But this show is a little bit about that. Now, for the people that have watched the two videos, you will be starting to understand about peptide addiction and about inner identity dysfunction. Now, if you haven't seen the videos, please go to my YouTube channel, Melanie Tonya Evans YouTube, and you'll be able to watch the first two videos and you'll get a bit of a heads up on what's coming out for video three. But what it's about, it's really, and I wanted to simplify it in this part of it. Actually, what I might do is just read actually the the, uh, description of this show so you'll get an idea. So this show is about understanding that thinking ourselves out of pain does not work. And we need to get to the deeper reasons regarding our pain and our less than life experiences. To do that, we can create real and true changes for ourselves. 
So this show is going to grant you some of the awareness of why you may be stuck in the pain and what is truly necessary for you in order to heal. Now, we do go into that, or I go into that, in a lot of detail in the third video, which is going to be a little bit over an hour, so it's much longer than the first two videos. But that statement is very important to understand, that thinking ourselves out of pain does not work. And I'm going to explain to you why it doesn't work. Now, I come from a background where I used to live completely in my head, completely codependently disassociated from my own inner being. So I was always looking to the outside for my answers. I never used to achieve my answers or my peace by going to the outside because the thing about the outside is, and it's a very, very simple thing, we actually have no control over anything outside of us. We only ever have control about our perceptions, our inner emotional state and our inner decisions and aligning with ourselves. We cannot control the outside. When you understand law of attraction and quantum physics on a much deeper level, you actually start to understand and you can see the evidence very, very clearly that actually what is going on in the inside is very directly connected to what's been created in your outer experiences. So the truth of the matter is, to change the outside, you have to change the inside. And you actually have no power to change the outside in any shape or form. And we've all tried that in our normal human model. We've all tried to change people, stop them doing things, bend them to our will, make them see reason, make them behave in a decent way. We've tried to force them, push them, prescribe to them, lecture, plead to them, even show them helplessness to try to get them to change to be a model that is going to make us feel more safe and happy. Now that never works. And it's actually a law of attraction impossibility because if we're still not healed and we're still not solid and safe and aligned within ourselves, we cannot receive that from the outside. Now when we've tried to think ourselves out of our pain, it actually doesn't work. And that's one of the reasons why it doesn't work because when we're in our head, we are looking to the outside. We're not feeling and coming inside. And what happens is when we're trying to talk ourselves out of pain and come up with logical concepts or directions to try and ease the pain, we're actually ignoring that vulnerable emotional part of ourselves inside us that's in agony. And I want you to think of it like this. We all know that emotions often aren't logical. We also know that they're a feeling. They're not a thought. They're a feeling. We feel awful. We feel abandoned. We feel abused. We feel unloved. We feel unsafe. We feel all of those things. Now, those feelings are emotional. And it's the emotional part of us that is re very regressive. It's very childlike. And I'm not saying that as any sort of insult whatsoever. It's just the truth. It's that very vulnerable, childlike part of ourselves that feels very vulnerable and very unsafe in the world at the time. Now, if we were to imagine that a child that you loved and you cared about came up to you and said, Mum or Dad, I'm really feeling pain at the moment and, you know, I'm hurt and et cetera, et cetera, 
Now, if we were just to tell that child, and we may have done this, to go away, I'm not interested. In other words, this is what we do with ourselves when we just try and distract ourselves from pain. We try to watch TV or we go and meet a friend or we just get on with work or we have a drink or we take some uh, we, we, we take some drugs or whatever we do to try and shut it out. If you were to imagine pushing that child away and ignoring that child, that child to try and get your attention is going to become manic. So what actually happens is when we just try to ignore our pain or logically beat ourselves up, I don't want to feel this, I'm useless, I'm hopeless, why am I depressed, I shouldn't be feeling like this, I'm sick of myself feeling like this, and we just try and grab hold of something else, what happens is our pain actually amplifies. A lot of people are really scared about going to their pain, terrified of it even. And the interesting thing is it's those people, and I was one of them, that actually detach from the pain and try to distract the pain that are constantly feeling pain horrifically because the pain keeps coming at you saying, please, Give me your attention. Please embrace me and please transform me. And we all know that when we're agonized in pain, let's say we're with somebody else who we would really want to just hold us, embrace us and listen to us, if they can't be bothered, we end up in a worse state. Now this is what we're doing to ourselves and what we really need to understand is if you look at law of attraction and quantum physics, your easing of your pain can never start outside of you. Life is only ever going to grant to you what you're prepared to vibrationally be to yourself. Life treats you how you treat yourself. So if you just want to detach from your pain or if you want to just logically try and deal with it on a logical head level, then really what you're doing is detaching and or invalidating your pain, which means that it is going to get worse and worse and worse. Now, unfortunately, we were taught this. We were taught to detach or invalidate our pain. We were taught to get out of it, to ignore it, to try and shove it under, or worse still, to project it at somebody else, to try and line up somebody else and try to make them the dump master for our pain or try to make them responsible for our pain and none of those things work. So what these video series is about, yes it is about narcissistic abuse which for anybody that has been narcissistically abused can realize that it is one of the most painful emotional experiences you could ever go through. But these videos actually apply to anybody wanting to transforming pain or less than patterns. Now the thing is when we're just trying to deal with them logically, we might be looking at logical data, we might be looking at logical things. So we'll use the example of narcissistic abuse. We need to be feeling the pain of being addicted and hooked into and not being able to stop no contact with an individual that we know is horrendously abusing us. Now the logic on that would be, I'm intelligent, I'm a mature person, I'm smart, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. And then we may even transgress into beating ourselves up saying, why am I doing this? I should know better. 
I know he or she is like this. I may have even read stuff about narcissistic abuse and I know that he or she is not going to change. But why do I keep doing this? Now, what's happening is we're looking at it from a surface level and you're dealing with just the surface logic. And the surface logic absolutely is, why on earth are you doing it? That doesn't make sense. Why on earth would you be constantly answering text messages or even texting yourself? Why would you be driving around his or her house? Why would you be stalking this person on Facebook wondering what he or she is up to when you know that this person is a narcissist and they're abusing you horrifically? Why are you doing that? We know it's not logical. Now the thing is, unless you actually take it to another level, another level, which is an emotional, vibrational level, you are not going to get your answer to why. Your answer to why is not logical and it's not on the surface. It is a much, much deeper answer. And what happens is when we stop looking to the outside and to the logic and we actually turn to the inside with that little person inside you and she or he, if you're a guy or girl, your little inner person is feeling battered, is feeling disjointed, is feeling addicted, hooked, empty, traumatized, trying to get justice, trying to get accountability, and may literally feel like he or she is manic, insane, and dying. And I'm not exaggerating. And anybody out there who has suffered narcissistic abuse, you know I'm not exaggerating because these are the feelings that you feel. Now, that little in person inside you is screaming at you, not at the narcissist. That's you in your head doing that. The little in person inside you is screaming at you to do something about this. So rather than staying in your head, staying in your logic, trying to distract it, trying to get the narcissist to fix it, trying to grab onto anything from the outside, you need to stop. And you need to actually be with those feelings and start embracing them and start being that true self to yourself, that wise, loving parent who can actually hold your pain, be with it, and actually start supporting it and listening to it and getting to the bottom of it. And the interesting thing about this is, is that the pain that we see on the surface that is screaming at us, I don't know if you've ever experienced that with anybody or even your child if you're a parent, that what they're screaming at you is actually not what it's really about. It's just the surface. Have you ever had that with somebody you've lived with and they're like, well, you didn't take the rubbish out and you didn't do this and you didn't do that and they're really angry and they're hurt. But if you actually sat down with them and said, look, I can really see you're in pain and I can see you're hurting, What's actually going on for you? Because I'm here to listen and be supportive. And you would be amazed. And you may have done this if you're conscious. You would be amazed at what they would drop out of that surface anger and pain. And they would. And if you started asking some loving questions and you were supportive and you were present, you would be amazed at where it would go to and what is actually hurting. And do you know what? they might be completely amazed at where it goes to and what's actually hurting. 
Because what's happened, what they've done, like we've all done before we learn how to do it in a better way, they've actually disconnected from what's really hurting and gone into this whole other rampage of pain. And what it actually is, it's all of that suppressed, unhealed parts that are bursting out in another way. Now, we may believe that in narcissistic abuse or in any really pivotal, painful area of our life, that what's really hurting is it, that's it, that's the reason for our pain. And I can promise you, 99 times out of 100, it's not. It's actually leading back to some unhealed part of you that you have never yet healed. It's a pattern. And what happens with all patterns in our life is when we don't actually get to those unhealed parts, the pattern needs to get heavier. It needs to get more painful. It needs to scream at us louder to actually get our attention. So that in a child in us that has not had the validation and the transformation of the pain and the fear and the insecurities has to keep manifesting bigger events into our life, bigger pain, bigger screams to actually start getting our attention. When I understood all of this, and it was just incredibly transformational for me, and I talk about it in the third video, how I actually had an awakening on my bathroom floor, and it was, it was really a profound channeled experience where all of this sort of information, I just knew it. It, it was like I'd had a download of an encyclopedia and it just was there. I just, I just understood. And so much of this understanding for me was, was that in my life experiences, my unhealed inner parts had been hurting for a long, long time, all my life plus. And I'd never come home to give them my attention or to transform them or to heal them. And I used to, how I describe it is that, you know, it was like the big bad wolf. I had lots of little pigs come up to my door, one after the other, one after the other, and I wasn't getting the message. And eventually I needed the big bad wolf that huffed and puffed and blew my whole life down. And that's what the narcissist was. And so this is why I really believe and I really see that for anybody that gets a narcissist in their experience, the big bad wolf, that cyclone, that just destroys everything is because you haven't come home yet. You haven't heard the message yet of the inner you and you've needed the screams to get a lot louder to actually go there. So it really is an incredible opportunity to understand this and start embracing this and start going to your pain like you would with that friend that has a go at you about not emptying the bins. And what is this really about? What is this that's really, really hurting me? What's this pain about? And when we actually get down into it and we start digging and we start uh, accepting responsibility and we start looking for our answers and our healing, what we truly understand is that it's actually not about the narcissist. It's actually about us. It's about our unhealed wounds. You know, so for me, Personally, my unhealed wounds from childhood and beyond was very, very much about that I didn't feel loved for me, I didn't feel accepted for me, 
I felt that to be loved was extremely performance-based. It was about being everything that everybody else wanted me to be. So I was really, uh, and that's how I was parented. So, and I also wasn't trusted. I wasn't trusted. There was a high level of suspicion and distrust that I was brought up with. So my big thing was always about fighting for accountability and to be believed in. I have integrity. I'm a good person. Why can't you just believe that? So from a very, very early age, I was accused of all sorts of things that I wasn't actually doing when I was growing up. And that had caused a lot of charge, a lot of pain for me. Really, I was simply living out. And I'm getting to be a little bit more public about talking about this. You know, I really do believe, and as an energetic healer, it's very, very real and powerful for me that we actually come in as an energetic being from our previous incarnations carrying unhealed patterns and programs and then we attract the parents that represent that. And I'd been carrying very, very deep persecution programs. So then what happened, I had parents that didn't trust me and I remember even as a small child at school, I would have people um, accuse me of things that I didn't do. So I was continually attracting distrust from people which used to just, even as a young person, used to push my button so much I was devastated about it. So, and, and of course, before I understood better, I was always looking to the outside. That's so unfair. How could you think that of me? That devastates me. You know, people are awful. It was just horrible. So I carried all of that stuff. My parents kept it going for me. So that turned me into a codependent, turned me into a people pleaser, turned me into an over-functioning individual where I was always too scared to sit and relax in case something went wrong. So I always had to make sure all my I's were dotted, my teeth were crossed, everything was done. I was a person that would pick up all the pieces and fix everything. I was So I was absolutely right for a narcissistic experience. I definitely had a lot, and I'm a highly intelligent person, very independent, was able to be successful, was able to be on my own without a relationship. So, and it's very important to understand that people think codependents are just really needy people that have always got to have a relationship. That's Real, really one of the um, strict definitions of codependence. But it is so much more than that. A codependent is really anybody that doesn't feel whole and safe in the world that is looking to the outside to try and feel safe and whole. That's what I believe a codependent is. And really, until we learn how to come home to ourselves and how to be full and empowered and how to be the master of our own emotions and our own inner being and our own inner identity, we are all horrifically codependent. That's just the way it goes. So narcissists are codependents too. It's just that they don't have empathy. So rather than trying to win people over and connect with people to get their needs met, they play me versus you because they don't care about other people. That's the only difference. But we're all, as human beings, highly codependent. And we're all taught to be highly codependent, to look to the outside for our answers. And even external religious sources, an outer God rather than an inner God. So 
when we come home to heal, we actually change all of that around. And until I did, I was a huge attraction point for a narcissist because I was capable, I was intelligent, um, I was good for the narcissist's ego because I had stuff and I looked okay and all of those sorts of things. But also too, because I was a highly functioning, over-functioning, codependent, trying to get my security from the outside, which meant I had very poor boundaries. Because when we actually have decent boundaries, it means that we can hold our own wounds, we can heal them, and we can align with the creation of our real life. Now, unless we've been able to come home to our wounds, heal them, transform them, and then start creating our own reality, we feel very, very dependent on the outside world. We don't feel strong or solid enough inside to have good, good, good boundaries. Good boundaries are, I'm willing to lose it all to get it all. Good boundaries are, I'm willing to back myself, walk my truth, regardless of what somebody else is or isn't doing, and it may hurt and it may be hard, but I am not going to devalue my values by going along with you or trying to fix or change you and lowering myself into the abuse or the pain that you deliver. I'm going to say this is not my reality unless you can step up, I'm out of here. And I mean it. Because good boundaries mean I feel whole and I'm solid and confident enough in myself that I love myself enough to put that above the love for you. Now that may sound selfish, but when you understand the bigger picture stuff, you will understand it's not. If you actually lower your vibration into an abuser and allow them to keep abusing you, you are not loving them. You are not helping them. You are allowing them to be unconscious and be an abuser. That's not love. That's not win-win. That doesn't serve them and it doesn't serve you. That is not what unconditional love is. Unconditional love is, first of all, I unconditionally love myself and I align and I'm solid enough and I am the master of my own emotions. I can feel them. I can transform them. I can heal them. And I promise you, you are the only person that ever can heal your emotions because they're your emotions. Nobody on the outside is going to heal your emotions for you. And they can't because they can only grant you where you are at with yourself emotionally. It's an energetic impossibility. So when you do heal your own emotions, you can start creating boundary function. And when you have boundary function, you're not going to be abused. You are not going to live with abuse. You're not going to do it. So you cannot be narcissistically abused when you have come home to yourself and healed your unhealed wounds. Now like me, like me, your narcissistic abuse experience is showing up for you what you never healed before. My stuff I understand intimately, absolutely. And it was really up in my childhood and then it was coming through in my love relationships and then when the narcissist came along, the narcissist was that technicolor movie scream giving me my unhealed wounds in massive technicolor with surround sound in a way that I could not miss them. And in a way that they were so painful and brought them so to the fore that I ended up life and death on a hairline 
of am I going to live, am I going to die? Because I was ignoring it all the way up to that point. And then when I hit that point, that was it. It was either embrace these wounds and start healing them and transforming them or die. That was my choice. And this is why I am so passionate about leading people to the truth. And this is why I am so passionate about these three videos, which is something I've wanted to do for a very long time. And I have my lovely son to, to thank for that. <laughs> I've been dragging him out of bed every morning and he's been working 12, 14 hour days. Now for any of you that have a son that's around 22 years of age, you know that's a big feat to do. But the truth is he is really passionate about this too. And he actually wants to take this stuff further to work with young people, which is a really beautiful thing because it's changed his life as well. To come home to himself, to be a conscious being, has trans his, his life beyond description. So not only can we do this for ourselves, we can by example, and that's all I had to do with my son. It was my journey, I did it, he caught on. I didn't prescribe, I didn't lecture, I didn't make him do it. I just lived my life authentically and felt and believed in him moving into his true self, which he did. So we can spread this stuff. It is really, really powerful. Now that whole concept about that if I feel my pain, and boy, did I used to think this. I was the biggest pain avoider on the planet and probably amongst a lot of you that might be listening now too because I thought that was the way to survive. Get up, get on with it. I was hard working, there was always something to do, I was very conscientious, I was very diligent, I was very responsible. So all of that took precedence. I'm too busy, you know, to feel this pain. And I was terrified, I have to tell you, I was so scared of feeling my pain even before the narcissist came into my life because I'd had some painful relationships. I thought it was going to kill me. I thought I might have to book myself up into... Um, a hospital for three weeks if I was going to stop and feel the pain. That's how much I was avoiding it. Then what happened, I found this incredible thing. But when I actually picked up little Melanie and I held her for the first time and I said, honey, I'm here for you and I'm here to hear your pain or I'm here to be present and love you and help you with this, the relief I found was amazing. When I did it, I thought, why have I avoided this my whole life? Why? It was huge for me. So I really promise you that. But you see, what I've done before that too, I got out of all of my self-judgment. I really, because I used to be so myself, as all over-functioning codependents are, we think we should be perfect. And we think we're only loved if we're perfect. And I was really terrified about being real and being vulnerable because I thought I'd be really unworthy and not valuable and I'd be really discarded and abandoned. All the things that were happening to me anyway because they were all my deepest fears. But what I found is that when I actually came home and turned to little Melanie and started embracing her and validating her, the relief was amazing. It was almost like I was a duck that got into her favorite pond and said, I'm home. That's how it felt. It was incredible. Not only did I find that, I found that I started being real with people. I started being a real human being rather than a pretend mask human being. 
And when I was real, other people started getting real with me. And what I also found is that once I got real with myself and really allowed myself to be real around other people, I started receiving real love and support and I was actually able to accept real love and support. So it all starts by getting real and coming home to yourself. None of this you can do logically. I really hope you get this because this is so important and it might sound like a really simple thing. And you know as human beings, as masked, head, logical human beings, we overcomplicate everything. The system is actually quite simple. And what happens is as soon as we understand that we cannot think our way out of pain, it doesn't work that we have to come home to ourselves and we have to start being kind to ourselves and loving ourselves and stop judging ourselves and accept ourselves unconditionally. And that's what I learned in that place. I Instead of looking at Melanie, the horrific codependent that had her life completely trashed by a narcissist who had lost 40 years worth of assets, who had lost everything she thought her life was going to be, of course, I could have a field day done that, and I did. And that's why I wasn't getting any better. But when I had the awakening, what happened was I stopped judging Melanie. And I looked at her and I said, I love you and accept you exactly as you are. Because where you are right now, for whatever reason, is perfect. You're meant to be in this place. You're meant to have this experience. You're meant to have hit this rock bottom. And you are meant to have broken. And I love you for that. And now what I can do, because I love and accept you, I'm not repulsed by you, I'm not disgusted by you, I don't have regrets about you, I'm not going to pay out on you. And I think you understand what I'm saying here. I'm going to love you and accept you as you are. And I'm going to realize that you are exactly where you're meant to be. Everything changed for me. Everything. And I also know so many people I work with who have done the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program, who I've worked with on one healings, that when they actually start coming into the inner self and then when either the program or myself and people have learned to do this for themselves, start digging and asking the right questions. What is pain really about? And then by using the quantum freedom process, they're actually able to transform it, shift it out of their body and connect back to true self-function the relief, the transformations and the healing is powerful and it's very, very fast, very fast compared with comparative methods that don't work at this level, at this true, genuine level. So I really wanted to put out this radio show today because I didn't have anything else um, organized because it's just been so, so busy and I talked to my son this morning and I said, well, look, let's just have a talk about uh, video three. Let's have a talk about this series, and also to what the true intention of this series is. So, I really do hope this inspires you. That if you haven't watched video one or video two, please go to Melanie Tonya Evans YouTube, and you'll pick up my channel, and you'll see those two videos that are there. Watch part one and part two, and get ready for part three, which is coming out really, really shortly, any day now. And really start to think and to feel into coming home to yourself because I love that uh, that old fable of Buddha. 
I think it's really beautiful, and I think it sums it up. You know, and and man said to Buddha, "Where's my divinity?" And Buddha said, "Go look for it." And man went and searched the top of every mountain, the bottom of every ocean, and in the deepest forest in the world, looking for his divinity. And came back to Buddha and said to Buddha, "Well, I've looked everywhere. I've scoured everywhere on the planet, the deepest seas, everywhere. Where's my divinity?" And Buddha said. I put it in the one place where I knew you would look when there was nowhere else to look. And man said, where's that? And Buddha said, inside you. 